Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. We like vetching. Do you notice that? We like vetching. We like complaining. Um, we, and the truth is, it's not 100% our fault that we tend to, to talk about the things in our lives or to sometimes we focus on the things that are on, in our lives that are not going the way we want. The reason for that is a psychological reason that, that we're like that. It's just, a, just interesting to note. And I just came back from New York. So, so um, you're wondering what that has to do with anything. I'll find out. You think Kvetching, you think New York. I mean, no, I'm just kidding. Um, the, the, um, so my wife and I used to have this running machlaikis about how long it takes to get back and forth from Waterbury to New York. Now, it, this trip did get longer and longer over the years. It really did. Not a joke. When we first moved to Waterbury, it was two hours. Now it's almost impossible to get there in two hours. Um, but the amazing thing is that we used to, back in the day, when our family was a little smaller and younger, so we would go into Brooklyn every couple of weeks for Shabbos. And my wife told me that it always takes us four hours. And I said that sometimes it takes two hours. So, who was right? So... I realized after a while an incredible thing about human nature. And that is that when things go the way you wanted them to, you don't remember that. And the reason you don't remember that is not because you're a kvetch. The reason you don't remember that is because it went the way you wanted it to. It's like not, it's not news. It's just fine. So if, Yosef, we talked on the phone earlier today. If my trip would have been five, six hours long, so we would have talked about that. If the trip is going the way I expected it to, so then it's not a conversation. So then what would we remember a month later? We'll remember that very, very long trip because that was bailed, because It's a little bit like my theory, which I never saw anywhere, but I'm a hundred... Would you say it took an hour and a half for some reason? Maybe. Maybe. That never happened to me. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Um, I have this theory that I never saw anywhere, but I'm... I'm like so convinced of it. I've noticed that when babies are born, I've noticed that each side of the family thinks that the baby looks like the other side of the family. Not like their side. So, so like my kids are from Sun and Shine Lizer family. My wife is a Lizer. So the Lizers would say, oh, he's such a sun and shine. And the sun and shines would say, oh, he's such a Lizer. And we, of course, just go like that, both, you know, both ways. But I have a theory about that. My theory is that, that the features that are sun and shine features, they don't stand out to me. I don't notice those features because to me, those are the features of a human being. They're my features. So that's not what stands out. What I notice is the feature that's different. That's what I notice. So, so Mamela, I, I, um, 
I so so my side of the family sees my wife's side of the family. My wife's side of the family is the opposite. The features that are pasha to them are the features that are like their side. What's boiled is these strange sunshine features. So that's why they say it looks like a sunshine. That's a good shot, right? Okay. So what what is this nagaya? Because the parshas kisavoy begins with a strong azhara in this department. Parshas kisavoy begins. With the din of Bikurim. And Bikurim is, I want to say three separate things about Bikurim, but I want to start off with something that's mamish halachal ma'isa, very important. And may, maybe as we get it to Yom Naraim, where we're kind of like thinking about our lives and the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given us life and davening that he should continue to do so, maybe it's even more important than the rest of the year. But the idea of Bikurim, the Pashat Pshat, the regular Pashat Pshat of Bikurim, is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave me bracha, and it's my job to recognize that bracha, and to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for it. If you look at the Pasuk carefully, there's a, there's a beautiful remez to what I'm saying, and that is that the Pasuk says, in Pasuk Hey, it says... The onisa the omarta lefnei Hashem alekecha. So Rashi says on the onisa. Rashi says the onisa loshen haramas kol. The onisa the omarta means you should lift up your voice and you should say to Hashem. You should raise your voice like in thanks to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Says the Maral, why does Rashi say the onisa loshen haramas kol? Because Rashi is coming to Bavarn that usually the onisa means that you will answer. Oinen amen. The onisa means to answer, except that nobody said anything. You're not answering anybody. So because it's not an answer, so there has to be another pshat, another meaning of the onisa is Lashon HaRamas But the simple first thing we would look at is, you know, Vayanu, um, like later on in the parasha, like with the brachas and klolos, that it says that the that uh, um, uh, oh, it actually says va'omar um, so that's not that's not a good raya but uh, but uh, um, the gemara says you know uh, you know uh, about being oina amein achar hamavoreich the word oina means to answer that's what the maral says and it occurred to me I think this is a very very beautiful thing that agam it's true that in the pasuk shat you're not answering anything and it's a lashon haromaskel but you are answering. In a certain deeper sense, you are answering. You're answering the bracha. You're responding to the chesed. And here the Torah is telling us that we have to work on this nature that we have, that we tend to focus on the things that are bothering us. I have a little headache right now. Okay, it's normal. I drove back from Bar Park today, I'm saying. It's normal. Um, but but Shua, last week when we were doing this shir, I did not have a headache. And I didn't thank Hashem. I didn't notice. Now I notice. So the Parshas Kisavai, the beginning of Parshas Kisavai tells us that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives you bracha, when you're matzliach, when things are working properly, when things are going the way they should in the regular, ordinary life, that we get up in the morning and we have families and we have jobs and things move along the way it is with all the regular stresses of regular life, that's when we have to be oimed on it. 
We have to be oimed. The onisa, how am I responding to that? Okay, and the response is the first and foremost. So this is my segue into the into part two about Bikurim. The Onisa is I recognize, and this is the Nakuda of Bikurim, I recognize that it all comes from Akadish Hu. Taking the fruit and bringing it to the Beis HaMikdash, which is the Makaim of Hashorah Sashchina, is announcing that all of this comes from there. So like I bring it back to the Beis HaMikdash, Ki'ilu, that's, this is where it all came from. So that's the Indian. that's the Indian of Bikurim, and it truly is something to focus on in our lives. Um, the, the, from a from a uh, a a, 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 a perspective, you should just know that science has shown that people that focus on the good things in their life are mamish happier. They're mamish. Ha- they they mamish are happier people. And the concept of of keeping a gratitude journal, where someone writes down two or three things every day that they're grateful for, you know, things like that make a make a big 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 difference. You know, I've told you many times, and many of you have seen it in my house, that we have a minute going back already, you know, almost 20 years, that uh, that we go around the table Friday night and everyone says something that they're grateful for. I feel like it's part of my kids' chinuch. I feel like it's an important part of their chinuch, that from the time they're young, they, they from their first phrases is, I'm grateful. I'm, I'm grateful for Mora. I'm grateful for my birthday. I'm grateful. My Shlomo was always like, I'm grateful that grateful is over. <laughs> he wants to start the meal, you know. But um, he's also the last one. So, <laughs> But anyway, but what, what's the difference? The point is that, he's, that the, the kids grow up used to the concept that we're makir when the good things happen and we and the onisa and we respond to it. It was interesting, one of my, one of my uh, daughters... Um, so when she was a teenager, she would we would say, "Okay, Yehudis, what are you grateful for?" And she was a real teenager, so she would be like, "Nothing." And it would be a little frustrating, you know. Like, do you have eyes? Be grateful for your eyes, you know, like that. And um, she would nothing. And then as she got older, sometimes it takes a while, you know. As she got older. Um, she reached a point that we would say, Yehudas, what are you grateful for? And she'd be like, I don't know where to start. You know, like, like she doesn't like how to narrow down her, her gratefulness into like a one thing to be grateful for. And, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. I think that's something, I think that's a valuable thing and it's something that's worth, it's a good minute. It's worth doing, if not by the Friday night suited then somewhere else. There are some teachers that do it in their classrooms. To, you know, to think of something that you're grateful for. But to be able to focus like that, my wife and I did it one summer. Uh, all you guys that live in the neighborhood know that we walk a lot. So, um, so one summer we had a rule that when we start walking, we each tell each other a few things we're grateful for. That's the beginning of the walk. It's pile. It makes a difference. It makes a, so that's Anisa. And let's remember it's about Hashem. It's not just about being happy. It's about Hashem. It's being grateful to Hashem. Okay, so there's a fascinating medrash to move on to the second thing. There's a fascinating tanchuma that these Fasemes talks about in Parshish Kisavai. And I want to just say a Pashat Pshat. The tanchuma says like this. 
The Tanchuma says, I'm going to skip all the, um, you know, the, the whole Arichas, but the Tanchuma is going on the Pasuk that we say in Kabbalah Shabbos. We say, Boyu Nishtachave Venichra Nivracha Lefnei Hashem Oiseinu, which are all the shyness of bowing or kneeling in front of Hashem, right? So, so three lashainas of bowing or kneeling in front of Hashem. Boyu Nishtachave Nichra Nivracha Lefnei Hashem. Says the Medrash. This is amazing. Ra'a Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu saw B'Nevuah that there's going to come a time that Yidin are not going to bring Bikurim anymore. So he was misakin that we should have him three times a day. Nishtachave Nechra Nivracha. Three times. The Pella. Moshe saw that we're not going to say Bikurim anymore. So he was Masakin three two. First of all, he wasn't Masakin the Tfilas. Second of all, what does Bikurim have to do with Tfilas? Why is it referred to as bowing? Well, what's going on over here? That's Aleph. Bays, fascinatingly, Bikurim is one of the things, is one of the Matanos that's Ein Lohem Shir. As we know, we say every morning. Bikurim is one of the things that doesn't have a share. I want to explain in this scenario, each one needs an explanation, why it doesn't have a share. Most of the time there's a share. There's a share. Why doesn't Bikurim have a share? Each matona has its own explanation why it doesn't have a share. Why doesn't Bikurim have a share? And the Nakuda is as follows. The Nikuda is that there's a specific praise to Hashem that we are praising Him when we bring the Bikurim to the Beis HaMikdash. And that praise is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you are the source of everything. Everything comes from you. It's not about an amount. In fact, when everything comes from a shirish, it all comes from one point. It's about that one point. It's about recognizing that all the reboy that exists in our lives all comes from one shirish. And that's Hashem Aleikeinu Hashem Echad. It all comes from HaKadosh Baruch from one shirish. So the Nekuda of Bikurim is not the reboy. The Nakuda of Bikurim is the recognition that all of the Reboi comes from one place. So that's why the Nakuda of Bikurim is not about how much you bring. That's not the point. That's Elu Devarim She'en Lahem Shir. Hapeya Vaha Bikurim. That's not the point. Okay. So now that that's the case, it's important to understand that Tefillah has different accomplishments. There's different things that we accomplish when we daven. We ask Hashem for things. It's a relationship with Hashem. But one of the accomplishments of tefillah is that by asking Hashem for everything that we have, we are recognizing that everything that we have comes from Hashem. I want to say over to you, Rabbi Yosef, I think that we discussed this nakuda in the past, but uh, but I, 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 I didn't get tired of it yet, and I said it more times than you heard it. 
um, I was I was sitting with uh, my wife and I was sitting with Rav Leichter a bunch of years ago. I don't know if you remember when he came for Shabbos. So, so Sunday morning we were sitting with him, and we were discussing some some things that we were struggling with. So he te- he te- he said to me an unbelievable thing. He said we were talking about Shaduchim. Our oldest daughter was in Shaduchim then. It was overwhelming starting starting the process. So he says to me an amazing thing. He says, it says in Shema Kailenu, we say, we, we daven the whole davening, we ask Hashem for das and tshuva and, 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 and geula and, and refua and parnasa, right? We, we have a bunch of requests. And then we, the end of Shema Nesri, we say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Milfanecha malkeinu, reikam al teshiveinu. Do you remember this? In front of you, my king, from in front of you, don't send us away empty-handed. I've heard about this from Rabbi Yannis and also, it's such a, it seems like such a strange way to end Shemayin Esrei. You, you ask the Kaddish Baruch of numerous things. Can you imagine, Shu is a, a, a board member, comes to, to, to meet with me, says the board wants to, to discuss five things. Could happen, right? Five things. Um, let's handle the A, B, C, D, E. So, um, and then he turns around before he leaves and says, at least do one of them. Something's dysfunctional there. Right? That's not, that's not, do you realize that you Don't send me away empty-handed. Like, Epizvaz, do something for me. Okay, so, is it good, Kasha? So, Rav Leichter said that we have a tendency sometimes that we're so sure that we're in control of our lives that our tefillah goes like this. We tell, let's say Chaim Aryeh wants to, wants to start a business. So, you, you need to get to the Shemaya for that, Right? So you go to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and say, Hashem, basically I have my life under control. I just, there's one thing that I need from you. Or sometimes when something's hard, imagine, Chaimari, <laughs> that you started a job and it didn't start the way you wanted it to. So you go to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, like, Hashem, basically my life is good. Just one area you made a little mistake, you know? <laughs> That's why we end Shemayinu Esrei. Umilfanecha malkeinu reikam al teshiveinu. No, when I daven, I recognize that without Hakadosh Baruch Hu, it's not like my life is mostly in order. Maybe I have one thing. Without Hakadosh Baruch Hu, I have nothing. I am completely tali in Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu is going to take care of me. I am completely in Hakadosh Baruch Hu's hands. So we ask Hashem for all these things and we end off, don't send me away empty-handed, not at least do something. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, without you, I'm empty-handed. I have nothing without you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I'm on empty. Every day HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, is mechadesh and, 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 and gives me, and gives me the, 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 the bracha that He gives me. So that's one of the functions of tefillah. Now the way, this is a very important thing to know, that hishtachava, bowing, is, um, is a way of showing 
that <coughs> everything comes from you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I wonder culturally, there, Dr. Hack, different cultures, some, some cultures have a Messiah of bowing and some don't. So that's interesting. But in our, you know, our culture, I have to call it a culture, in our Torah, there's a concept of being mishtachave. Being mishtachave is a hakara, that you're the source. That's why, um, like being mishtachave to avaydazara, lahavdil, is singled out, right? Hisham alecha pen yiftel, let's go, v'sartem v'avadetem aleihim acherim, v'shtachavisem lahem. Yeah, that's v'avadetem aleihim acherim. No, because v'heshtachavisem is the taich of what the nekuda is here. You're, you're sh- you hear? So those other avaydas, they're bad because they're to an avaydazara. Being mishtachavet to avaydazara is a statement that it's the shayrish, that it's the makar. That's the that's the that's the uh, that's the meaning of heshtachavah. By the way, it's especially meaningful when we bow. Because our godless is that we're bekoima zakufa, zaykev kefufim, that our seichel is on top. That's what that's what sets an adam apart. When we're in front of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, we recognize that even that comes from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So we bend ourselves, we bend ourselves over keilu Hakadosh Baruch Hu. All of this, including our our koima zakufa, comes from you. So now it's gevaldig. Medrash says. That is not going to be Bikurim. What's Bikurim? Bikurim is a Hakara that everything in my life, the Shayrish is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But we're not going to have Bikurim forever. So what should I do? So he was Mesakein Tfila, meaning the aspect of Tfila. That's a hakara that everything comes from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That aspect of tefillah came from Moshe Rabbeinu, and it's learned from a pasuk of Hishtachava. Not a coincidence that the kriya of Bikurim ends with these words: pasuk Yud. The ato he nehevesias reishes prio adam asher nosato li Hashem vihinachto ilufnei Hashem eloikecha. What's next? Vihistachavisa ilufnei Hashem eloikecha. That is the final, the final part of Bikurim, because that's the word of Bikurim is being mishtachave in front of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. It's a pella, right? Okay, that's Bez. Gimel, I just want to point out. An interesting thing. The end of the parsha of Bikurim and, and Meiser, there's a pasuk that Chazal says is referring to Bikurim. It says, Hayoyim hazeh Hashem alaykecha mitzavecha lasois eshachukim ho'eila v'yashamishpatim v'shomarta v'osisa oisam. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is commanding you to do all these laws and you will keep them, and you will do them. You will do them, Rashi's Doresh, that it's a bracha, not just a tzivoy. In other words, Rashi says, Baskol mevor it's a bracha from Shamayim. Hevesa bikurim hayoyim, you brought bikurim today? Tishne l'shana haba, you should be zaycha to do it again. You brought bikurim today, it's a little bit like the two malachim of Friday night. 
You know, when they see that we prepared for Shabbos properly, they give a bracha that we should be able to do it next time. Okay? It's very interesting. There's probably a lot to, a lot to draw from that, but I want to draw something different. There's another drasha on this Pasuk. The other drasha on this Pasuk doesn't seem to have anything to do with Bikurim at all. And the bracha is on the words, Hayoyim Hazeh, today. Rashi says, what do we see from Hayoyim Hazeh, Hashem Alekecha Metzavecha, famous Rashi, Bechol Yoyim, Yiu Beinecha Kechadasher, today, like in Kriyashma, right? Hayoyim. Every day the Torah should be as if you got it today. Okay, that's true b'chlal about Torah. Why did it wind up that this drasha is on a pasuk as referring to Bikurim? Is there a connection between b'chol yoim yiu b'nechakichadashim and the concept of Bikurim? And I think based on what we said until now, for sure, because the concept of Bikurim is that I'm not a muhzik in anything, right? Everything comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that means that everything I have, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is constantly giving me. Correct? Everything I have, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is constantly giving me. So that means that my relationship with Hashem... I want to tell you something. I'm really, I'm really just saying this for Dr. Hack's enjoyment, but everyone else can listen in. Okay? Um, I, I was made aware of, a, of a, um, a series of videos about, that are, that are like a debate that are done in like, uh, what's it called, that style debating? Socratic. No, uh, no, like something from, in, in England, they have this... Uh, it's a whole like model of debating. I forgot what it's called, but but anyway, it's, they have they have a, two debating teams and they debate different topics. And the topic that I was interested in, which is what made me aware of it, was that the topic, the initial topic, was is smart technology making us dumber. And there were two tzaddim, one yes and one not. It was very interesting to watch the debates. Very, very interesting. However, I got turned off of the whole thing. Because the next debate was, as evolution proceeds, do we need God less? So I was curious how we would have set that debate. Now, I understand that that we do need God less, from a Goyesha perspective, I mean. I understand that what they're going to say is that once we have science and we understand things and all the phenomena and so on, so we don't need religion to explain things because we have science to explain things. That's, you don't have to be a rocket scientist for that. I think they had a rocket scientist there, but the, you don't have to have a rocket You don't have to be a rocket scientist for that. Okay? But the other tzad, that, that, that's not... So then I was curious, who's going to represent the other tzad that we do need God? They... they, they got like two like meditators like like consciousness people you know i almost thought they were going to come in on a magic carpet okay you know and they said when we say god we mean consciousness and you're god and i'm god by the time they were done i had no idea what i i I couldn't make heads or tails of what they said they just sounded insane they sounded completely crazy and sure enough 
the winners of the debate, they, 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 what they do is that people come in and they say what their opinion is, like with their smartphones, before the debate, and then they say what their opinion is after deba- the debate, and the tzad that changed the most minds won. And 22% of the people who thought that we do need God no longer thought so after the debate. Isn't that sad? Is that a tragedy? But I, I was so frustrated from it. I, I was like, nima, so nauseous from it. And I, I realized, like, the whole thing, this is why I thought you'd be fascinated from it, the whole thing is, like, built on a, it's like built on air. What do you, the world doesn't exist without God. What kind of stupid question is that? I, I know if you don't believe in God, whatever, but you're talking about if you need God. So that means that you're assuming that there's such a thing as a need for God. Once you're assuming that, so then that need for God is because that he breathes life into the universe and the universe doesn't exist without him. So then how does it... How does the argument flow into that you no longer need him? You could only say that if you believe like the ancient Greeks or whatever, that God created the world and went on vacation. You could only, you could only believe such a thing if you believe that there's, a, and, and you, there's like a, a, a and Nebuch, one of the people presenting for the other side was a, was a, was a Jewish woman presenting the anti-God side. Um... Why am I bringing all this up now? Because the, the, because the whole Nakuda of Bikurim is that I am Tolui in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I'm Mushrash in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I don't exist without HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Nothing that I have do I have without HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that means, you understand, that means that my relationship with Hashem must be ongoing. By definition, it must be an ongoing relationship. Does that make sense? It can't be Hashem is, is a Hashem who once taught me something. No, because today I'm totally in Him. Every day when you learn Torah, every day the Torah is new because my relationship with Hashem continues renewing itself. It just occurred to me now as I was talking, and I've spoken about this Rashi many times, it just occurred to me now as I was presenting this to you that maybe the other drush is also the same idea. If you did Bikurim this year, you'll be Zeicher to do it again next year. Because it's an ongoing thing. It's a constant thing. You don't say thank you once. It's an ongoing thing. So the, the same B'chol Yoyim Yehu is you did it this year, you should be Zeicher to do it next year. Okay, that was, the, that was the third thing. I want to just end with something that I, I think about every time we have a, a taichacha. I may have mentioned it in the past, but the, this, the taichacha this time of year, the taichacha of Parshas Kisava is a particularly harsh taichacha. It's a very, very harsh taichacha. If you listen with, with heart, if you listen to Kriyasar with heart, it's difficult to listen to. It's difficult. And I want to just speak out the Nakuda that I think of before the Balt before the Balkaria starts to say the Taichacha. Where you know this this Taichacha is our Tichla Shana Vekilalaisa. We say the Taichacha before the last Shabbos of the year because we wanna put all the difficulties of the year behind into this Taichacha and say goodbye to it. 
and put it behind us. The Balkaire gets up and he says the Taichacha softly. Right? He says it low. That's the kunst of the good Balkaire, that everyone could hear him and he's saying it low. Why does he say it low? So that's what I want to I want to just share with you. The Pashup Shat, why the Taichacha is said low, the Pashup Shat is that it's a hachno, it's like a yira from the horrible einshem of the Taichacha. Like, when Klal Yisrael hears a Taichacha, we, we take it seriously. And by the way, I'm, I'm saying this Pashup Shat, not just as a hakdama to the next Pashat, it's important. By Kriya Satayra, this week, the Balkar is going to read a Taichacha. Let's take that with the seriousness that it deserves. We hope never to, we hope never to, to taste any of the Pesachim of the Taichacha. But when we're hearing, I feel it even as I'm saying it to you, when we're hearing, HaKadosh Baruch Hu say, if you don't listen to my Taira, if you don't take it seriously, if you don't make it the Icar of your life, and these things are going to happen. We listen with hachna. You know, I was telling someone the other day. Someone was asking me. Um, oh, Chaimari, I was telling you actually. The um, the, the um, I was telling you about my father patching us, right? So I was I was schmoozing with Chaimari about uh, about the way I grew up. That um, that my father used to. My father used to used to patch us sometimes, but not like beating us up type of patching. He used to tell us, it was, it was you, right? He used to tell us, um, you know, I did something wrong, I got into a fight with my brother, whatever it was. My father would say, give me your hentula. And it was amazing. It's like a different another world. We would go. And my father would go. And that was devastating. 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 Being beaten up is not that bad. Okay? It was devastating. But the point is, as today's kids, they like, can you imagine telling your kid, give me your hand to love? Like, I, I don't think so. You know? But the point is that there's some kind of hachna to submitting oneself to Musr. Submitting oneself. Like, like the Rebbe is screaming at you. And you, you, you macabre it. It's a famous story with the Svasemes that he, um, that he stayed up all night learning. So immediately he said, Birch Zatayra, a little later in the day or something. So the Chedusha Yorim, who raised him, called him in and gave it laced into him that he woke up so late. And he sat and listened to the Teichicha. Someone said, like, why didn't you tell the Rebbe that you were up all night learning? It's like, and this Teichicha from the Rebbe? You know, so like there's a there's a way that we're macabre and that's the pashup shat why we lower our voices. You, you notice I'm naturally lowering my voice now. When we're hearing shverizachen from Hashem, we're humbled, and, and, and we we listen that way. But there's a deeper pshat. The deeper pshat is that if you've ever had to give somebody bad news. If you ever had to say something harsh to someone, you'll notice that out of love, if you love the person, 
you will lower your voice when you talk to them because it's hard for you to say it. If you ever had to tell a child a, a big no, I'm not talking about no, you can't go for pizza. I'm talking about, you know, you know, you know, Dr. Hack and I are, are, the, are the only ones here that I think that have experienced having to tell your child he or she said no. By a shidduch, you know, when you have to say, they, they said no. And then your daughter or your son was excited about it, then you have to say, they said no. Nobody says, they said no! Nobody says it like that. Because it weighs on you. You're giving news that's hard. You say it low. They said no. The Balkaire represents HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He's teaching us the Torah. It's not just that we listen seriously. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says it to us softly. Because it's a tsar for HaKadosh Baruch Hu when we're hearing tsar. This is something that's a, a kaishi for the Shekhinah also. We know that the Rabban Shalom cries when we cry. So when the Rabban Shalom describes things that are so horrible, well, you think it's easy for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. <coughs> you know, it says HaKadosh Baruch Hu cries. I can say it's not easy for him. It says when Yidin, when Yidin Abitzar, Chazal say HaKadosh Baruch Hu cries out, my arm hurts, my head hurts. And the Nefesh Chaim says that because HaKadosh Baruch Hu wears tefillin, and on the tefillin it says, Mika Amcha Yisrael Goyechot Ba'oretz, and Hashem's tefillin. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu is thinking about us, and it's hard. So that's the thing I just wanted to mention by going into the Taifecha, that we listen with a certain seriousness, but we also listen knowing Hashem's, hearing Hashem's love in the lower, in the, in the softer voice. This is not easy for HaKadosh Baruch Hu also. It's not, let's get this evil God, lightning bolt God out of our heads because he doesn't exist. Okay, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants what's good for us. And when HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to give us a message that's harsh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is bizarre also. Rabbi say have an incredible Shabbos. I know we have a few days to Shabbos still, but I feel like we're getting ready for Shabbos. You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an Eon shear on any Dauphin Shas, including Myron McClellan's on each shear, please visit www.ShasIlluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.